This podcast is brought to you by Cougar Radio. Warning, this episode of Two Hosts, One Holocron contains spoilers for the newly released Ahsoka Tano series on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Hello there, I'm Nick Kamasalo. And I'm Chase Harmon. And since we're both at the Hollow Table, that makes this Two Hosts, One Holocron, and welcome to the podcast. Previously on Two Hosts, One Holocron, we've discussed Terrace and the Empire of the Sith Lord known as Dark Revan. This episode will be uh, part two of a episode we've done during season one, episode four. Wait, really? Why? Wait, why are you referencing referencing episode four? I can't believe you. You forgot what episode four was on. How could you, bro? Are you accusing me of forgetting episodes because we have already recorded an abundance of episodes? Okay, yeah, you have a fair point there. Wait, this is a part two on Thrawn. Yep, I knew it. Did you? Yeah, but to ask you this, knew my uncle be Osibisti? Yes, um, as a matter of fact, I do speak some Saibishi. Saibishi. Uh, <laughs> if we don't start this episode, I'll order a Ishiboli. Don't threaten me with preemptive strikes, Nick, because I can sentence you to Jishu as Swani. You will not sentence me to exile. Well, I will if we don't start this episode. Alright, I'll cut the Sibisti and stick to basic. But now that we're done arguing in Sibisti, let's start the episode in basic. But as you know, if you don't didn't tune in to the other six episodes, please do so and sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy. And also, I have a snack for you this time. Just take it. Oh, yo, a kick ass. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for Wait. the first five minutes, we are going to start off by... Because as we promised you guys, we're gonna, um, we're gonna explain some stuff from the Book of Sith. There's no way you're eating a Kit Kat right <laughs> like that right now. That's your Kit Kat, bro. You <laughs> take it. I'm not. No, that's no. Until you, uh, I can wait till you're done eating your Kit Kat. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, you're done. Yeah. All right. So, um, which do you want to start on? Do you want to start on how holocrons are built? Do you want to start on the Sith species? Let's start on the Sith species. Okay, so let me find uh, Sith species in the Book of Sith right now. Dang it, I can't find it. <laughs> shush. shush. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what, if I can't find it in the next minute, we're just going to have to start with holocrons. Ah. Okay, I don't care. We're starting. Oh, I found it. Okay. So... It says here that um, the Sith species was born on Korriban and over 7,000 years ago, uh. as in 7,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. So is this like uh, all Sith in like general? Is no, this the like Sith species, like Valkorian, which was Tenebrae, there was Vindican, all those oh dudes. You had the, yeah, the red guys. guys. 
Yeah, yeah those, so those red looking funny guys. Yeah, so um, if it says there, you'll uh, read everything. Well, you don't have to read everything, but you can uh, kind of see yeah. what it says there. Yeah, we and touched if you turn on the, the Korra band, the world that screams the loudest for those who can hear the dark side of the voice. It is on Korra band that the Sith pure bloods began. Yeah. It is here that they often return in depth. We step out of the cramped reek uh, of, our, of our interstellar prison. Into the light of a unfamiliar, s- unfamiliar sun. Yeah, so that's what Korriban was, and that's why that's called the ancient Sith, ancient homeworld of the Sith. Not meaning the actual Sith order, but the Sith species, which mm-hmm. was relatively new to me. But um, you want to go to the holocron thing? Yeah, sure. Also, wait, I'm just wondering, and yeah, um, in the old the Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic, in the first game, um, don't they go to that planet? Korriban? Yeah, don't they go to Korriban? Do like you not Earth? remember how I'm still in the Sith base? Yeah, like the Sith base, yeah. Bro, that's on Terrace. No. What? Oh, wait. What? what? Anyway, you, uh, you want to read uh, Holocron? Yeah, turn, yeah, hand over the book, please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Okay. So, um, so the Holocron is powered by a central crystal, and that's the color of sm- And the crystal is the color of smoke, and is both a power source and a repository for the gatekeeper's data ghost. This capstone must be etched with the builder's spirit in a force ritual called the Rite of Consent. Rite of Consent. Rite of Commencement. Sorry, I can't read. Um, Destruction of a capstone will release its gatekeeper, and 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 one would be wise to flee rather than face down a vengeful specter. So... Wait, why flee? Because it says here that the holoc that um the like let's just say you're trying to open a holocron around. Mm-hmm. That spirit that comes out of there that they etched in is very dangerous. Oh, so like it's like you could deal with it, but like it's better to just like run than face it. Yeah. Uh. Unless you're opening the holocron to try to get knowledge. Oh, do you remember that scene in Star Wars Rebels? Uh, the one where it's like uh Ezra and like Dark Maul. Yeah, you know who and like like d- like uh those ghost spirits that like isn't the no. But do you know who oh, was wait. in that? Do you know who's hol? You know that female voice in the holocron? Yeah. You know whose voice that was? No. It was who? Darth Trey's voice. Oh. Yeah, that confirms so many other Sith lords. But um, um, I have a good idea. Yeah, but like, well, so what it is is that if you're just trying to like open the holocron like in general. It's like it says like you should like run from the spirit inside. Yeah. But like if you try if you're trying to seek knowledge, then it's like don't run or do you still run? If you're trying to seek knowledge, then you then you stay there. But um. Oh yeah, bro. Wait, wait. I didn't hear you. What'd you say, bro? We forgot about Thrawn. What the? He's back. Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that real quick? I said, I said, bro. What the? He is he back? Like what? Uh, I think. Wait, what? What? Wait. I think he's. <coughs> I think he's back. 
What yeah, was that? But uh, do you know what that means? No, uh, what? Uh, come on, bro. It means that the heir to the empire has returned, and the empire will thrive once more. It also means that since Thrawn's back, he's allowing us to transition to the rest of the episode, which is a part two of season one, episode four. Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, let's transition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're back now, and um, I think you asked the first question. This time. Uh, yeah, sure. I switched it up a, a little um, bit. Yeah, so what was Thrawn... Just so you know, we have about 10 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But what was Thrawn doing in exile and one BBY, and where did he disappear to? All right, wh- where did he? I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. I thought, y- I thought you were just asking. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't Thrawn, like, preparing for, like, his return in, like, another galaxy? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think at so. And, like, at the end of, like, Star Wars Rebels, like, when Ezra used the Force to communicate with the... The Pergil? Yeah, the Pergil. To ca- yeah, to carry out the <laughs> Chimera. The Chimera. The Chimera. And Thrawn along with him and the Chimera out of the galaxy on a planet called Peridia. Peridia? Peridia, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what happened uh, with Thrawn and... What he was doing in exile, but he was really what he was really doing on Peridia is he was recreating his empire. Ah, uh, so like for his return. Ah, uh, so like uh, at the end of like Star Wars Rebels in like the last episode, doesn't that take place after like the Empire Strikes Back? Right before New Hope. Oh. Yeah. So Thrawn uh, missed a uh, Thrawn missed a lot, but like Thrawn missed a lot. Like Bro missed like half of like. A new hope and like stuff like that. He no, bro- he came back. Like when in did he like come ten back? BBY, ten ABY. Sorry. Oh, ten ABY. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was there. But no, he missed Empire. He missed New Hope. He missed Jedi. Yeah. He was gone for all of those. Yeah, like what I meant by that was that like he came back like around like um, like yeah. when like like people were still trying to rebuild the Empire and people were still trying to like take it down because like that was during like Moff Gideon, right? Um, no, Moff Gideon was during the Mandalorian, as you know, um, as as you saw before, this is um, Thrawn's return in a- 10 ABY. So that was Thrawn's return in 10 ABY. How did they know that he returned? They didn't. Who did they think it was? No one. They thought he was dead. Oh, as we discussed in um ep- episode four, season one. Yeah, because they thought that um yeah yeah because they thought that he was dead, but yeah, and then he wasn't dead. Yeah, he was just uh, fake playing himself dead. Well, yeah. no, actually, he wasn't like faking his death, but people just thought like he died since like he didn't return. Yeah, but um, let's go on to the next question before we run out of time. So, yeah. uh, what is Thrawn's backstory? We might have addressed this um during episode four, but if we address it again. We most likely forgot. Yeah. So just bear with us right now. But like, like I'm currently reading Thrawn right now. Yeah. It's a really good book. Um, Timothy Zahn, really great author. Yeah. But um, Thrawn was a chis male born into the Kivu family with the name of Kivu Ranuru, in Chis ascendancy core territories in the unknown regions, um, on a planet called Rentor. So um, and when he was twenty, r- when he was around twenty years old, he was adopted into the Myth family. And took on the name Mithron Nuirodo. And wasn't he like then exiled from like the Shis Ascendancy? Yeah, for uh preempt for uh easy bully halusalu, <laughs> which is preemptive <laughs> strikes in Cybisti. Um f- 
against um, invading pirates and during his exile. This was in the Thrawn book, so if you haven't read the Thrawn book, I suggest you read that and then go as uh, or at least read the first two chapters or something like that and then come back. But um, the Venator Star Destroyer Strike Fast was on the planet Thrawn was exiled on because he faked his exile. Oh. Yeah. And um, he was, quote-unquote, captured by Captain Voss Park and Cadet Eli Vanto, which was his personal liaison, aide, assistant, tutor, and translator. Ah. Uh. And, and he, what basically what he did was, his people had a hard time saying, Mithron Nuirodo, so he shortened his name to Thrawn. Yeah. So. G- like, I mean, like, that's how he got his iconic name, too. Yeah, but the um, next question's really short. You want to ask that one? Uh, yeah, sure. And that question is, what was Thrawn's native language? Which we went over. We at the we, we, we literally like we started w- arguing in uh, uh in Sibisti. Sibisti, yeah, yeah. And that was Thrawn's which is native language. yeah. Uh, you want to ask question four? I'm down. Um, this one's also a relatively short one, but um, so the question is, how big was Thrawn's fleet? And I want to say it is... Like, wasn't it, like, really big, too? Yeah, it was yeah, called the Seventh Fleet. Yeah, and then he had, like, his own Star Destroyer, too. Like, his own personal one called yeah. the Chimera. Yeah, and and his fleet considered consisted of six Imperial Star Destroyers and, as you said, his flagship, the Chimera. Yeah. So like, goddamn, bro needed six Star Destroyers to protect his flagship. I don't think he needed to protect his flagship. I don't well, think he just, just like wanted just Star Destroyers. Uh, yeah, just... Bro was like... I need hmm, more Star Destroyers. Like, because, like, Darth Vader's only had, like, four. Right? I think he had 12. He had 12? Dude, he's Vader. I mean, yeah, Vader's... Dude, sh- dude, bro, Vader Thrawn, was just looking bro. at it, and he was like, hmm, should I have 12, or I should I have four? I need more Star Destroyers. Bro was like, nah, I need more. Yeah, but, um... Wasn't why don't each we one, like, ran by, like, 2,000 people each? Just, like, 2,000 people alone and, like, each know. one to operate it? I don't know. We'll do a separate episode on Star Destroyers, but you want to ask the next question? Uh, yeah, This is sure. a debatable question, so... Yeah. Uh, who is more dangerous, Palpatine or Thrawn? Um, I think Thrawn is more dangerous than Palpatine. What about you? I think Palpatine was more stronger. Because, really? like, because like here's the thing. Like, even though, like, yeah. um, like, Thrawn had, like, really good aim, like, his, uh, um... Like, his shots were, like... He wasn't a stormtrooper, so obviously his aim was good. Like, his (laughs) aim was actually, like, really good. Like, he could be, like, a bounty hunter because his aim was really precise and accurate. Thrawn was insane, dude, but... But the thing that's about why I would think that Palpatine is stronger, because here's the thing. Palpatine took uh, took out multiple Jedi Masters. Because, like, remember that scene in, like, Revenge of the Sith where he he just straight up kills his... Mace Window. (laughs) Mace Window. (laughs) Where yeah. he just, uh, like, immediately kills, like, three Jedi Masters Yeah, in that one scene. Yeah, but I think uh, Thrawn is more dangerous because, number one, he's a tactical genius. He's so he's a complete, he's extremely analytical and logical. And r- if you don't, if we forgot what else makes him dangerous, it's probably in the f- um, episode four. But his eyes allow him to see an infrared vision. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's... And also, Thrawn is so calm, and is, you don't even know his demeanor. And once you fall into his trap, you don't even know he's in his trap. You don't even know you're in his trap until the very end of his trap. Mm. So basically, that's why I it's think like Thrawn's more It's like he can play dangerous. you into thinking that like he's telling the truth when he could be lying to you, and then it's a trap that gets yeah, you Yeah, but like, that's not the reason why I look up to Thrawn. I look up to Thrawn is because... Like, he's really good at deceiving people, too. Yeah, but that, too. But he's all. I look up to Thrawn mostly because of, of his analytical abilities. 
and stuff like that. But why don't we move on to question six? And I have to think I asked this one. Yeah. Um, what planet was Thrawn exiled on? Well, when you say quote unquote exiled, and like what you said before, how like he wasn't actually exiled at all, and he was I mean, uh, himself. I'm or do you mean like when he was actually exiled? When he was actually exiled, I'm oh pretty. yeah. So wasn't he exiled on a planet called like per, like uh, <laughs> Peridia? Yeah, Peridia. Yeah. Which is like, isn't it in like another <laughs> galaxy? Yeah, but like if you look at, because there was a picture of Balin's skull played by Ray Stevenson, um, um that. It sucks that he died, but um, it he's it always does. here in the force. But yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I sound weird when I say that. Yeah. But um, I'm convinced that because the father's son, the father's statue is there, the son's statue is there, the moron. I'm convinced that Pretty is Morris. Why? There was a statue of the father. Oh and yeah. And the son, and the um, moron was flying around. And if you didn't see Anakin's ghost in the background, yeah, it was in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Which um. Is so why don't we ask the seventh question with the seventh fleet? You want to ask this one? Uh, yeah, we gotta sure. wrap it up soon, but yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What was Thrawn's tr- uh, stormtroopers called? And is Thrawn considered to be a uh, be the new emperor based on uh, his one of many titles, heir to the empire? Yes, like like his stormtroopers were called night troopers, and during the new Ahsoka series, um, on Disney Plus, they all are battle worn with gray and gold markings with red cloth on their armor, which symbolizes the night sisters. Yeah. And since Strawn has returned and has many mass armies, uh, army and night troop, uh, troopers, he is on his way to creating the new empire as his nickname, Heir to the Empire, suggests which practically makes him the new emperor in a way. Because, yeah, like, like, that's his new title, Heir to the Emperor, which kind of makes sense that people believe that he's the new emperor. Yeah. It, like, it honestly really makes sense that he would be... Yeah. Uh, the new emperor too. But yeah. anyway, you want to move on to? I do. Um, Let's ask the last question, and I think we have a surprise at the end. Ooh! But yeah. anyway, you want to ask question eight? Yeah, I'm down. So, who really is Captain Enoch? Uh, Captain. Uh, but e- but first of all, um, <laughs> here's a quick scene uh, with Enoch's introduction. The efforts of my holding hands with you. This is Enoch, captain of my guard. We shall begin the cargo transfer as per my agreement with the great one. So that was Enoch's, Enoch, Enoch, like whatever his like his, his intro. He, Enoch like, is yeah. cool, but uh, Captain Enoch is, as Thrawn, as you heard Thrawn say, um, his captain, captain of his guard. guard. Yeah, yeah, and Captain Enoch was the night trooper with the gold-plated stormtrooper helmet, and the torn red comma, and a comma is was a flexible leather armor equipment worn from the belt, and his sh- left shoulder pad w- plated gold, based on. And I think so. There's a character in Thrawn um, named Eli Vanto, as yeah. we discussed l- earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. That was his translator. But um, it I feel like based on the time and relationship Enoch has had with Thrawn, it's easy to compare Eli Vanto to Captain Enoch. If you see yeah. where I'm going with this, yeah. But um, it's also the name similarity. Eli Vanto and Enoch. Mm-hmm. Um, they have si- they both have very similar relationships with Grand Admiral Thrawn, and yeah. based on their relationship, it seems um, like. That they're like both yeah. really important to him yeah. too. But yeah, but Eli never Eli Vanto never left his side, which means Captain Enoch is really Eli Vanto. Ooh. Yeah, so I think we gotta end it here. But yeah. but um thank you guys for listening to Two Host One Holocron. We will see you next week. Until then. Wait. What? Since Mithron Nuirodo has returned, I think it's wise to welcome him back yeah, with open arms. Yeah, you're right, but there's a slight problem. And what's that? Where's Thrawn? He is right behind you.
And for both of you, I believe it is Grand Admiral. What was Wait, that, Chase? I think Thrawn's um. Chase, what was that? Um, Chase, Thrawn's Chase, Chase, what was alive? that? Alive, Thrawn. Cha uh, what? What? Excuse me, what? Bro, what? Grand Admiral Thrawn is alive, and since he's alive, and he we just heard from him right now, I think it's wise to exit the episode with this one more thing, and I do not require glory. Just results.